Okay, so tonight we're going to be continuing Be'ezrus Hashem, our series of entering into the Sea of Wisdom. And we're going to again be focusing on the weekly teachings that are sent out based on the conversations of the Tzaddik, Rav Yitzchak Meyer Morgenstern Shlita. Very often those teachings are going to be rooted in very recent history. And then sometimes those teachings are going to be compiled from previous years. Now, in the emails that were sent out this Erev Shabbos, or this past Erev Shabbos, so the Nishmas and Chadatin were not of the recent weeks, but rather they were Hanukkah teachings that were collected from what seems to have been a Shabbos Hanukkah where the Rebbe was in Uman, um, as Shabbos Hanukkah was one of the times, the Zman Kehila Lakol of Hasidei Breslov, and the Hasidim would go to Uman um, every Shabbos Hanukkah. But this year, for whatever particular reason, the Rebbe did not go to, um, to Uman for Shabbos Hanukkah. I didn't hear anything about it or know anything about it or why or anything like that. But nevertheless, these teachings are clearly from the past because they were teachings that were given over in Uman on Shabbos Hanukkah. Nevertheless, these are the Nishmas and Chadatin teachings that we're going to kind of become familiarized with. And so we're going to look at the 13th teaching in the many pages that were sent out in the Nishmas and Chadasin. Now to give a little bit of a context as to what the Rebbe was talking about this week, bringing up the days of Hanukkah and the Machlokas between Beishamai and Beishillel. Beishamai says that we start off lighting one candle and then we light two candles and it's a Moisif Vahoylech. We add one onto the other each and every day until we emerge at the culmination of Hanukkah with the eight candles lit. As opposed to Beishamai, the very typical side that argues with Beishillel, who says that we're poiches v'holich, that we start out with eight, and then the next day we descend to seven, six, until eventually we come to one. And in describing the spiritual origins of this machlokas, now this is something that other tzaddikim did, but it's something that the Rebbe does in an incredibly precise type of way, where every machlokas, Every argument, every discussion in Shas or in Poskim is not simply seen on the ground level as just a system of dry laws that are in argumentation with one another, but rather the Machlokas is representative of the Shairash HaNeshama. The Machlokas, the argument, is rooted in the very natural spiritual force that embodies that individual. Now, Beishamai, who very often sees things through a lens of positivity, through a lens of expansiveness, through a lens of growth, and working very slowly but surely to develop a process, one, two, three, four, says that we start off with one and we move towards eight. Beishame, on the other hand, who represents severity and harsh judgment, constriction, very often expressing a more concretized, difficult approach to halacha, he says that we want to go to the fullest extent possible. We want to start off with eight, and only afterwards do we take into consideration reality and we descend downwards. And in aligning this machlokas, the Rebbe found another area where this machlokas between Beishama and Beishelah plays out this way, and that's going to be in Hilchas Kriyashima about how a person should learn Kriya Shema, should learn Kriya Shema, rather. Because we're told that in the day, it should be when you're sitting. And at night, it should be when you're lying down. 
And the question is, do we have to follow the halacha of lying down when we say Kriyat Shema? And there's a machlokas in Gemara Brachos that brings up that Beis Hillel Shita is that kol adam kol that each and every person is able to learn and lay Kriyat Shema the way that they want to lay Kriyat Shema. And so the Rebbe picks up on this particular element of Beishamah's Mahalach, of koil echad hoilech gedarcho. Because what Beis Hillel represents, we're going to put Beishamah on the side. We're not going to focus too much on Beishamah. But what Beis Hillel represents is the recognition that every person, no matter where they find themselves, no matter what they're doing, no matter what position they find themselves in life, they can encounter the unity of God. They can encounter the yichud of Hashem at that moment, according to their path. Because ultimately, shalom and peace and true wisdom and knowledge is not monolithic. It's not singular where each and every person is forced into the self-same position of the other, but rather true shalom, true peace, the das shel shalom, emerges specifically out of all of the differentiated expressions of something, wherein those differentiated expressions unify together to create a sum total that is greater than the sum of its parts. So when Beis Hillel says that kol echad each person goes according to their own path, that means to say that each and every person has their own path in encountering Yichud Hashem, associated with Shema Yisrael, Yet nevertheless, those paths don't represent differentiation and distortion and multiplicity, but rather they represent the intensification and the potentiation of differences of opinion where each and every one of those opinions operate in unison, creating a sum total that is greater than one polarized opinion. That's the Mahalach of Beis Hillel, the Mahalach of seeing Yichud in everything. Now you would think, because somewhat counterintuitively, we're forced to now see that, okay, Beis Hillel represents the Derech of Yichud, but Beis Hillel is allowing everybody to do their own thing. And you would think that if you really want unity, then everything would be the self-same. Everything would look exactly alike. Everything would be exactly the way each and every other person is doing something. But what we see here is the opposite of what we would have expected. That Beis Hillel, whose das is a das of unity, of koil echad, the unity is so powerful that it makes room for each and every person to do things their own way, where all of those differences of opinion unify together to create something that is greater than one single way of doing things. And in Ois Yud Gimel, what the Rebbe says incredibly is that this Mahalach of Beis Hillel, this Mahalach of Chesed, of Beis Hillel, of Kol Echad Kadarcho, each person reads it according to their own way, is representative of the spiritual path that was initiated by the Baal Shem Tafakadosh, what we refer to as the Derech HaChasidus, and the path of the light of the Baal Shem Tov, the light of the seven days of creation, the Or Haganuz, and that Torah of Mashiach that we get to taste in the present of that which stands ready to be revealed in the future. And we're going to see how the path of the Baal Shem Tov and the path of the Baal Shem Tov students. And it's important to note that for the Rebbe, there was the Baal Shem Tov and then there was Rabbi Nachman. 
those two tzaddikim represent two spiritual revelations in reality. That there was Moshe Rabbeinu, there was Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, there was the Arizal, there was the Bashemto, and there was Rabbi Nachman, something referred to as the Chamisha Yechide Hadoros, the five singular historical tzaddikim. Now that's not the Rebbe's own idea, that's an idea that's brought down by Rav Avram ben Rav Nachman, rooted in teachings in the Tkunei Zohar. When the Rebbe talks about the Balshemto, that includes within it the Derech of Kamarna, the Derech of Chasidus Chabad, the Balhatanya, the Mitla Rebbe, the Tzemach Tzedek, the Rabbi Maharash, the Rabbi Rashab, the Rabbi Rayatz, and the Seventh Labavitcher Rebbe. It includes all Zramim of Chasidus, but when the Rebbe talks about the Balshemto, very often it's the Derech of Chasidus Chabad. And the Alter Rebbe's Ma'amarim and Ravaran Halevi. The Rebbe is going to point out to us how the Mahalach of Hasidus is allowing for each and every approach to Torah, each and every particular opinion, each and every singular expression to be given room and then to be unified into a greater whole. Meaning the Derech of Hasidus makes room for difference. It makes room for arguments. But those arguments are there to illuminate one another so that out of the disparate voices of differing opinions, there is a song of unity that is born that is greater than the song that can be sung when everybody is singing the same words. A song of differentiating opinions gives birth to that sheer that will be sung l'asid lavo. As we know from the Tikkunei Zohar that there is a sheer pashat, a simple song, a sheer kafwul, a doubled song, a sheer mashulash, a tripled song, and then a sheer maruba, a quadrupled song. These are the kavanos that we're going to see, Bezrus Hashem, one day of the Tikkun HaKlali, especially as the Rebbe describes them. So this mahalach of kol echad kairo ledarcho is going to be very makusher to the Indian of the darcho the Balshemto. What comes to mind right now, the Rebbe doesn't say this, but I've heard that there's something referred to as the Meseritcher Nigun. And the Meseritcher Nigun is basically that everybody just sings their own Nigun. And eventually all of the disparate voices turn into a song together. And again, that's the Mahalach of Hasidus, that each and every person gets to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kedarcho in their own way. Beis Hillel makes room for that. There's a loving kindness that's open enough for us to do our own thing, yet recognize that doing our own thing is representative of a greater whole. But let's look at what the Rebbe says inside because it's going to be instructive, especially about different ways of approaching the learning of Kabbalah as well, which whether a person is Osek in now or hopes to be Osek in, you know, sometimes uh, these are the things that we have to do. Somebody came to the Zidich of a Rebbe and they said, how could you be promoting so much limud of Sisrei Torah? The Zidich of a Rebbe, the uncle and the person who raised the Kamarna Rebbe used to say that he wanted young children of the age of three to start learning Zohar and that Someone came to him once and said, you know, Rebbe, how can you claim that people should be learning Kabbalah before they're Tahor, before a person is purified and sanctified properly, before a person is of a spiritually refined state where it's appropriate for them to study? And the Zidich Rebbe said, he said, you know, you're telling me that a person can't learn Sisrei Torah before they purify themselves, but how in the world is a person going to purify themselves without learning Panimiya Satora? So sometimes, you know, we're, we're so broken, we're so sick that we have to take the bigger medicines. And this is what the Rebbe says with regards to the Derech of the Baal Shem Tov. 
וזהו גם כן הביור והמקור לדרך תמידי הבעל שם טוב הקדושים. ואיזה מהלך בישראל, אף כל אחד קורא כדרכו, תביא מגלה דיפר ייחוד, This is the mahalach of the students of the Baal Shem Tov, l'kasher tamid bin kol hadrachim v'habachinos. To look at all of the different approaches to Pneumia Satora, and instead of separating one and the other, allowing them to interact together to give birth to a revelation that is greater than the sum total of its parts. V'lo kehamikubalim acherim shata'anu b'zeh shaladaisam e'en l'ariv bin hashitos. Now it's important to understand that this was one of the chidushim, of the Baal Shem Tov. We won't get into to how this looks in the, in the world of, of the Gra and his students, and the Rebbe doesn't bring that down here. But one of the elements of the Baal Shem Tov students is that they looked at all of the different Mikubalim that preceded them, in particular the Ramak, Rav Moshe Kordavaro, who operated in Svat prior to the emergence of the Arizal, that the students of the Baal Shem Tov looked at the Kabbalah of the Ramak. The Kabbalah of the Ramak was like the Rishonim, It was like a shita mikubetzes of all of the ga'onim and all of the different approaches to Kabbalah. And the Ramak compiled them all in a sefer called Pardes Rimonim. And basically said, here's all the different opinions that everybody says throughout history. And this is how we're going to paskin for now on. Those are the writings of the Ramak. Overgeneralized to an almost inappropriate degree. The writings of the Arizal, however, were different. They were radical. They were new revelations. Not new, but things that were uncovered. The Arizal's Kabbalah is very different than the world of the Ramak. The Arizal received his smicha from Shemayim at the funeral, at the Levaya of the Ramak, because with his Ruach HaKodesh, he was able to see where the Ramak should be buried. And so there are Mikubalim, the Ramamipano, as we're going to see. Even the Rebbe Rashab had a, a tshuva on this. that one should not learn the Kabbalah of the Ramak and the Arizal together because it's like shatness. You're combining two separate things. The Ramak spoke in a world of chaos. The Arizal spoke in a world of rectification. The Ramak spoke about individual opinions. The Arizal spoke about one particular revelation. And there were many people who said, separate the two of them. If you learn them together, you're going to be confused and confounded. But the students of the Baal Shem Tov wanted everything. They wanted to learn one with the other to make room for each and every side. So the Derech of the Baal Shem Tov was lo keha mikubala macherim shata'anu bazeh shaladaisam in la'ariv bin hashitos. Unlike other people who felt that you shouldn't combine these approaches, kide'isa meha ramami panau, like the ramami panau writes in his introduction to his commentary on pardes rimonim, asis rimonim, she'ein la'ariv bin kabbalah saramak le'kabara sa'arizal, that one should not confuse and combine the different teachings. And according to that Mahalach, which is the Mahalach of Beishamai, which sees unity as being singular and not the birth of a dance that takes place out of difference that makes room for everybody, who say that you can't combine anything, the Rashash Luchud, you should learn the Rashash on its own, you should learn the Ramchal on its own, you should learn the Balasulam on its own. Furthermore, Kabbalah shouldn't be learned with Hasidus. And even within Hasidus, a person should be careful to separate between Hasidus Chabad, the breast level chud, v'chulei. Beis Hillel is the opposite. Beis Hillel says we should learn everything. We should learn everything together to give birth to a unity that is born out of the sum total of its parts. But the Rebbe is very careful here to add something. 
we explained earlier elsewhere, In truth, however, in the beginning when a person begins studying, it's important for us to look at each sugya and each base medrash on its own. We can't be mishalev or connect things that shouldn't be connected. A person needs to know Aleph, a person needs to know Bez, a person needs to know Gimel, and a person needs to know Dalid. And if I say that Bez is Aleph and Gimel is Bez and Dalid is Aleph, then I'm going to be confused and confounded. So yes, it's right. Those Mekubalim that said not to learn everything together, they were right, but only in the beginning. Because in the beginning, we want to learn everything. We want to encounter each and every particular of existence. We want to encounter each and every particular of Torah. And once we truly understand those, once we've been able to grasp all of those elements of Torah, then the goal is to take all of those particular worlds of Torah, to know them deeply. And then instead of seeing difference, to allow all of them to work together, to dance together, to show how even though everybody seems to be saying something different, that difference gives birth to a belief in unity that is even greater than a unity that everything is the same. And so too we find this in the Torah of the Balatanya. So again, the Mahalach of the Bachshem Tov is to make room for every particular, is to make room for everything. And now let's apply this to actual practical avoda. Forget about the Ramak and the Arizal for a second. A person who serves Hashem will encounter many, many different moments in their lives. Like Rabbeinu teaches us, like Rabbi Nachman teaches us, a person will experience up and downs a thousand times a day. So a person who looks at the world through the lens of Beis Shammai and Pirud and says that in order for there to be unity in my life, everything has to be the same, so that I'm going to be incredibly bothered by the fact that in one moment I'm up, one moment I'm down, one moment I'm osek in tefillah, one moment I'm unconscious to the words of tefillah, a person is going to feel like they're a split individual and that they contain multitudes within themselves. But when we're able to look at the world through the lens of the Tamidi Abba Shem Tov, that Mahalach of Beis Hillel, that Kol Echad Kaira Kedarcho, all of the different experiences of our lives at work, in davening, in family, in unconsciousness, in dark, in cold, in light, all of them, not only do they not push back against one another, but rather they join together to create a dance and a picture that is greater and more beautiful than what would have ever been possible if they were all the same. And this is something that Bezrat Hashem we're going to see over and over. This is a, a, a nekudas hayasod in the Torah of the Rebbe. That we start off with the pratim and then we allow all of those pratim to join together to create a whole that is greater than the sum total of its parts.